Welcome to the 6 Minute Abs podcast. My name is Abby, aka 6 Minute Abs, and I will be your host along this fitness and wellness journey. Join me as I share the ups and downs of my personal wellness ride and shed light on some exciting, adventurous, and at times outrageous health topics. The show does not intend to offer any medical advice. I only aim to provide entertainment and to inform. You should always consult a registered doctor before beginning any treatment or on any topic that concerns your physical and mental health and well-being. Furthermore, you will not achieve a full set of abs in six minutes. Believe me, I've tried. Hey everybody, it's me, Six Minute Abs, and I am back this week and I have got such a cool guest. Like, she is honestly one of my most biggest inspirations and it's none other than Amy Hopkins. Woohoo! And can you say hi to everyone Yay! for me? <laughs> Thank you so much for having me on your show. And I'm so excited to talk to you. And I feel like you're just flattering me. <laughs> no, definitely not. I'm like a, a massive fan. I'm just like, oh my gosh, oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, thanks. so I'm very excited to chat. Let's let's go for it. Awesome. So for everyone who, who doesn't know, Amy used to be the managing editor of Women's Health South Africa. So obviously Women's Health closed down last year. So Amy, could you tell me a little bit more about um, what you went through in this process and how that affected you? Sure, absolutely. So just in summary for what happened, um, Women's Health, along with a couple other titles, were part of an American licensing agreement to be published in South Africa. So it was also related to um, basically releasing of that license or those licenses, which led to the brands closing um, down in South Africa. And for me, um, I think it was such a tricky time for so many people in the media industry. We know many other magazine brands that had closed and I'm friends with a lot of people, at least know a lot of, um, you know, people who work in the magazine and publishing industry. So it was a really hard time for a lot of like friends and just kind of people in my circle. Um, and I think as someone who'd grown up with magazines, it was always this like amazing thing. You wanted to work for a mag, it was, it was very cool. And the tricky thing with women's health is that while we were a print um, product, we were really big in digital and events. We held these big like fitness parties and cooking courses and a lot of cool stuff that also had to stop because of lockdown and um, all of that kind of accumulated into this thing. So during lockdown, we were still trying to bring a magazine to life and do what we could, but it was a kind of very sad loss for us. And um, at the same time, it was kind of this opportunity that, you know, presented itself for us to move out of our comfort zones and try new things. Um, so it's kind of bittersweet because obviously sad to have lost a brand that I was so passionate about um, and put so much energy into. And I went through kind of a slight, I would say, identity crisis because I was like, what is my purpose now? <laughs> and, um, and then it was also this amazing opportunity to kind of grow and learn and move out of my comfort zone. Okay. But yeah, definitely you did grow because now you've launched Amy Hopkins Media. So could you tell yes. me a little bit more about this venture and what you provide to people and what it's about and what inspired that? 
So I started already doing a little bit of side hustle work, particularly with social media. And I think um, I'd always wanted to explore this notion of working for myself. So that's what I decided to do. Um, and it's kind of multifaceted, but essentially revolves around content because content is what I do. So um, I've had an incredible opportunity to work with amazing brands in the last six months, like Le Creuset and Danone and Adidas and MedShield and a whole host of fitness, foodie, cool brands. And um, I've been doing copywriting, content creation, social media, a bit of kind of PR and marketing. So it's all kind of wrapped up in, in that while I'm sort of figuring it out as well. But um, it's been, I think, for me, a huge exercise in learning how to value my time, know what my time is worth. And to be honest, I'm still like getting that right. And, and time management because I tend to overcommit to things and then I'm like, ah, oh, sitting during the working the whole weekend, you know? So it's exciting because I've been presented with those opportunities for work. So I'm super grateful, but also need to remember that I need to give myself a break, which is hard when you're working for yourself because you kind of feel like when you're not working, you're not bringing in money. So it's a really new um, way to, to learn how to manage that when you've been kind of earning a salary for a long time. Yeah, it is. It's, it's very kind of like, got to test the waters and be like i can go this far <laughs> but giving myself some time off and then that is it Abby, you need to work <laughs> exactly okay so that's brilliant it's so funny you mentioned um la Crusade and i always whenever i hear that name i always like i can say it perfectly but when i read la Crusade, my south african brain comes into play and i'm like la Crusade. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> like my go-to. Okay, so recently now you've launched uh, Amy Hopkins Media. That's really exciting. But what I really want to talk to you about and what I'm super excited about is your new cookbook, which is Love Food. Yes! Yay! That's right. So could you tell me what inspired this cookbook? So I've always been a very passionate foodie. I was the food editor at Women's Health as well. Um, I've ha been doing like recipe development for the past five years at least. And um, cooking a lot on like espresso and doing basically anything and everything to do with food. I love it. Um, so, so this book was a project that I pitched because I felt like I had this amazing content that we kind of created over the years that I wanted to collate into one space as well as add new content that I've been working on over lockdown. And so this book is a combination of new content as well as some of my favorite content that I created during um, years of women's health. And um, the, my kind of focus of it was to go Let's look at the world at the moment. Like we all kind of need help with recipes that are easy, not crazy expensive. Um, healthy food doesn't have to be intimidating. And a big part of this book for me was talking about my personal story of how I really learned how to get back into the kitchen. And even though I'm allergic to things like dairy and wheat, which I found out about eight years ago and had to kind of really change the way I looked at food, make everything from scratch, like learn to appreciate ingredients. And it's this journey of, so many people are finding out about intolerances or maybe they're choosing a different diet, a diet like a plant-based diet or something that they want to follow. And, and for many people, and especially if you're a family, this can create like kind of intimidation or, um, you know, doubt in the kitchen. And the book's aim is to basically fall in love with food again. These are recipes that nourish you. It's about enjoying your time in the kitchen. It's about making food that brings you happiness. So that was kind of the, 
brief behind it. I know that seems a little bit <laughs> like a lot of factors going on. And um, the book is essentially like a flexitarian book, but all the recipes are wheat-free and dairy-free. About half of them are, are vegan as well. Um, there's kind of options for everyone. So that's the aim. Okay, that's brilliant. Yeah, so you, you kind of answered my next question there for us, which was what can people hope to find in the pages of Love Food? So you mentioned a little bit of vegan cooking, but it is a, a healthy focused cookbook, am I right? Yes. So to break it down, I've, I've divided into chapters that go smoothies, breakfasts, um, small plates, so kind of like your startery type things or like nibbly kind of food, um, uh, salads and sides. Uh, dishes from the oven, stove top stars, I love those as like weeknight meals, uh, treats and desserts. So I do feel like there's a difference between desserts and treats because treats are something you want to have like at 11 in the morning and a dessert is something that's like an after dinner thing. <laughs> so yes, definitely. That's kind of two chapters dedicated to sweeter things. Um, and there's of course a section of the book that talks about like mindful eating, cooking, like tips and tricks and hacks to time saving. So it's also like useful and practical information um, you know, that takes up the beginning section of the book. So I hope to try and create a, um, a book that really helps people. So it's like eating healthy tips to save time. There's also a bit of yoga in there because I'm a qualified yoga teacher. So I wanted to add like yoga for better digestion because a lot of us struggle with things like bloating or like feeling all like gassy and ugh, and these are just like postures that can help like ease digestion. That's brilliant. I absolutely love that. So it's like an all kind of all boxes ticked on eat your food, digest it well, and just feel good about eating it. So that's feel brilliant. better. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. So this is something that I've always wondered about anyone who puts together a cookbook is how do you decide, okay, these recipes are the ones that are going to come in, you know, this pasta is worthy of making the cut and the protein balls are like, <laughs> no, thank you. So how do you know what to put in? <laughs> Oh, so it's honestly, that's the toughest part and probably what took me the longest to actually create the final recipe list. And even as we were in um, kind of production of the book, I changed some things. I took some things out. I decided to add a couple more things in. I mean, your first basic thing is you have a page count. So you've got to actually fill that many pages or like you're yeah. restricted to that many pages. And um I, it was hard. There were some recipes that are slashing at the end, um, some that I was like, oh, I think I need to swap this for something else. Um, and even now, because I'm in the headspace of thinking about the second one or like doing like a hard cover, I'm already awesome. thinking about how I'm going to break that up and recipes that I must include in that. And I better get writing already because it's going to take a long time to write them all up. Um, so I think I had a very clear image of the type of content that I wanted and the sort of mixture of recipes that I wanted. And I think it was important for me to have a lot of like fresh and easy recipes and then some like hearty comfort food recipes. So I wanted to make sure that there was this balance throughout. And I think that when you go through the book, you do feel like there's this balance between like sort of healthy, but like comfort food and then like very fresh and light delicious things. So yeah, it's a, it was hard. Like that you could always put more in, but you only have so many pages. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, definitely. Oh my goodness. I'm, I'm glad it's you making those calls and not me because I'd be like, okay, I've got book two already. I just love food. <laughs> but okay, and so unbiased, like, you know, I mean, like, you're not the writer or author of this book or anything, but what is your favorite recipe? <laughs> 
it's it's like asking someone to choose their favorite child like they probably know <laughs> but they're never gonna say it um <laughs> and so there were a couple of i think standout recipes for me that i i'm just loving making at the moment and the one is obviously the recipe on the cover it um is a salad recipe but it's i've made it like quite a few times over summer now and it's hearty because it's got like roasted butternut and roasted onions and it's beautiful um red peppers i make this like pepper relish which i also put into the salad so it's just one of those that's like a very chunky veggie salad that's delicious and lots of fresh herbs so really banging flavor um and then if i have to choose something else that's maybe like a treat i would say um there is this kind of like citrusy almond flour tart like just a very plain almond flour sponge basically um it's just really easy to make and it's nice with cup of tea so <laughs> really good to have so i just also love that um we obviously all did a lot of baking and lockdown so there are quite a few like new baking recipes that that are in there um but yeah it's it's i think because it's summer i'm going with salad and i'm going with the cover yeah. so i promise you everyone will love that salad <laughs> no i saw your um your post that you did that one on espresso and i was just yes. like oh my goodness i want to eat that now <laughs> <laughs> it really looks so good but yeah with the COVID situation and nuts and everything you know it's like one of those it's like crunchy it's like yeah flavorful it's got everything so no, it looks a so good, good salad to try but exactly what you're saying with the whole COVID situation I've never seen so many banana breads in my life on Instagram ever. exactly and there is a banana bread in in the book well there's banana nut muffins <laughs> oh that's brilliant and banana bread yeah oh my word <laughs> If we go to stage five, hey, there you go, guys. There's a proper recipe for banana bread you can follow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but okay, so we've got obviously we've got Valentine's Day coming up this month. Yes. Um, so what would you recommend? Because everyone knows that a way to a man's heart is through his stomach. So what would you recommend people should make for their loved ones and better halves on on from your love food cookbook? Yes, also the way to my heart. Um, and me. So I think, so I think um, a lot of us are going to be at home. I think not so many people will be going out again. And obviously it depends exactly what's happening in lockdown. So I think it's good to aim to plan to do your, your date night, whether it's for yourself or for a significant other, make yourself like a beautiful three course meal. Um, so I, it also depends on your dietary requirements. So um, what I am loving is a little bit of like fresh, beautiful fish. So if you're doing um, something like um, a little bit of seared tuna or something could be really nice for a starter. Or I love these little like tempura veggies, also quite easy to make and a nice way to use up a little bit of veggies that are in the fridge. So you, it's like a healthy treat because you put the veggies in this like rice flour kind of tempura butter and you just make them very quickly a little crunchy starter um and then for the main oh you see i just love pasta now i know <laughs> that that's probably not the sexiest or fanciest food but like a proper pesto pasta with like grilled tomatoes it's just beautiful and it's delicious and everyone loves a pasta and that's a dish that a vegan or like a meat eater will love equally because it's just the beautiful like fresh basil pesto vibes um and then for dessert because it's still hot in south africa i would do something fun like um these like kiwi basil mint lollies like so little homemade ice lollies and you can make yeah. them kind of cute shapes and things um or i mean 
you, there's a recipe for boozy berry lollies as well. So if you do happen to have some bubbly still, you can put some of that in, depending on what's happening with the restrictions at that point. Um, so I think that's kind of the way I'd go, you know, so sort of light and fresh and then like a little bit of like pasta because it's delicious. Um, and I think that's kind of a three course meal that will suit most people. Definitely. Are you tired of looking like a frump when heading off to the gym? Are you stopping traffic with your outfit on your morning jog for all the wrong reasons? If you, like me, are tired of recycling your old promo t-shirts as gym wear, you need to take a look at Athleisure HQ range. These guys stock everything your gym bunny heart could want or desire. From fantastic leggings which literally feel like a second skin and trust me, they really, really do. To amazing gym wear for him, you can find it all here. For all you South Africans out there, isn't it great to know that these products are locally manufactured in Cape Town? But if you're an overseas listener, don't stress, they can organize international shipping just for you. All the designs at Athleisure HQ are nature inspired, leaving you feeling absolutely zen in your gear. I just picked up the Blossom Cropsy set and my gosh is it stunning. None of the garments have exposed elastic, which would leave your skin feeling irritated. In the same right, you won't have to worry about any irritating labels. All the usual label info is incorporated in the fabric. Furthermore, you can wash, wear and live in your garments without ever having to worry about them. You don't have to worry about them fading and you don't have to worry about them becoming washed out and dull. Go on, spoil yourself with these amazing products and get 10% off while doing so. Yep, you heard right. I managed to rustle up a code for all of my listeners to help you get the gear that's perfect for you. When you check out, use my code ABBY-A9F5KQ6G. That's ABBY-A9F5KQ6G. Once that's in, you're basically all set. So now go on, get, go. Go spoil yourself and look amazing in the process. Yeah, but I won't lie. My mom, that was some of the most sound advice my mother ever gave me was don't eat spaghetti on a first date. And thank you, oh, Gail. Really? In case you feel like a mess on yourself. Because <laughs> that's not a very neat thing to eat. You're like, uh, you know, trying to get it in your mouth and not get the sauce everywhere. So... But okay, so um, apart from your cookbook, I've also noticed like through your Instagram that you're a very, very active person. So what's your favorite form of exercise? Um, oh, again, I have to choose a child. Um, so I think I have been enjoying running a lot more lately. I kind of sway between running and cycling. Um, I've been enjoying running a little bit more, obviously, just because it's beautiful weather outside. Um, it's easier to run in the wind, not so easy to cycle in the wind. And I mean, if I'm in Cape Town, which is a windy place during summer. So I've just been enjoying running. It's also a very convenient exercise to do in half an hour, whereas like a cycle, you're usually going for two hours plus. Um, so yeah, I love, I love my running. I also love my yoga practice and I'm just actually starting to get into swimming again a little bit. I was very into triathlon training in 2019. I can't say last year anymore. And, um, it's, I find swimming quite meditative as a, as a practice. 
Um, but yeah, I would say at the moment I'm loving running kind of the most right now. Eek! Okay. It changes all the time. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely it does. So it's meditative for you, but for me when I swim, I just kind of focus on staying alive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a fast swimmer, not by any means fast, but I just I, go with it. <laughs> good for you. I'm by no means any kind of like graceful swimmer. I just kind of float there and try to get myself out. <laughs> Yeah, they, I definitely still swallow water. <laughs> I swear, I think I'm like one of the only people alive who actually sweats in the pool. Like, you wet, oh, no, you cold, and I'm like, <laughs> No, I do as well. And it's all because you, you, you feel like you're running out of breath and you're like working hard. And my, and my upper body is not as strong as my lower body. So my, I'm trying to get the arms to, to really do some work. <laughs> yes, me too. I feel like I still need that little kickboard that they give the kids when they're training. Because my arms are just yeah. like, no, we're checking out, bye, thank you. <laughs> so, and what motivates you to stay healthy and fit? I know the Cape Town scene is like super, super health conscious, so that must be something. But what is your, oh, your main... You know what? I think there are a few factors that motivate any person. One is environment. So it's like who you surround yourself with, what they're doing, the people that you follow, it's on social media, people that you work with even, and like your literal physical surrounding. Um, so I live in Seapoint in Cape Town, which is right on the promenade. So for me, you, you do live in this bubble where you feel like you see people always exercising. So that's quite motivational on its own. And there's obviously a safe space to exercise right outside my door which is also very convenient um where some people might have to like drive to the place they want to run or ride um uh, for me it's also a huge thing is community so that was a very hard thing for me when lockdown happened because i always felt like i loved riding with people running with people connecting with people um and to be so isolated is something I've had to adjust to and become better at doing things like running by myself without music, stuff like that um, for safety. And um, even riding by myself sometimes, although I'm lucky my partner rides and runs as well. We met through running. So we have this like connection around fitness, which is cool because we'll do exercise together. Although I'm not as fast as him, so I'll often get left behind. <laughs> um, so I think environment is very important. I used to also be very goal orientated. So for example, I would use a race as motivation to train, but currently no races. So I had to kind of readjust how I saw that, that sort of focus or motivation. I think it's, it's, it's hard to do the very hard work when you don't have that goal in mind. So for me, my goal is currently just to maintain being um, like fit and healthy because it's good for my mental health. So very important for me that I, I exercise regularly because I do struggle with anxiety. Um, and I do find that when I'm exercising more, it's kind of a good release for me. Um, and I also find that I just feel physically better. And when I feel stronger, it's also a sense of freedom because someone can say to you like, oh, um, let's do like a half marathon or let's go for this 100K ride. I want to know that I'm always kind of fit enough to be able to say yes to those things. So for me, that's a sense of freedom that comes with fitness. It's not always there. I definitely lost some of my fitness during lockdown. It's, I'm working at getting it back. 
<laughs> so, so, you know, I'm, I'm not like as fit as I was this time last year for sure. Um, but I'm getting there and it's also fine to like slow things down a bit, mix things up, you know? So it's just about wanting to feel good and knowing that it's good for my mental health. So those are kind of my two drivers at the moment as motivation. Okay, cool. How did you stay fit during, uh, during level five lockdown that we had you? Oh, that was the worst. So preach. imagine this, I, that was like, the beginning that we went to and just before that I'd basically done two laps of Cape Town cycle tour. I was riding these long rides outside every weekend, sometimes both Saturday and Sunday. And suddenly I'm trapped in my apartment. I do not have a garden. Um, so I didn't have that like kind of outdoor space. It was really hard. I remember doing workouts in my stairwell section. So I would like run up and down the stairs. Um, I would do little sprints in the parking lot area, um, which, also just drove me crazy it was kind of like why am i doing this this is so terrible so i really then enjoyed exploring workouts i'd never done before so i started doing more like online pilates classes i'd never really done pilates before or i did uh, online classes with trainers that i didn't have access to so maybe there was a really cool trainer in joburg doing something and i'd be like yay i can actually train with the person because it's online so i kind of saw that as a way to connect with people and we did kind of online fitness dates which i thought was also really fun so sometimes i'd be following a workout but then like also have like my friend on zoom on the side and we would like talk to each other so like stuff like that so it was quite cool um to to explore something different like that um but i felt like my cardio did kind of suffer but then you know you try and different things and i just took it as a way to also go i'm taking a break from this now and this is my life now and then i will readjust as things change yeah and you're normal right so weird. <laughs> <laughs> okay so um it's you okay. know like everyone is i'm oh, sorry yeah sorry i just wanted to say when you know that it's something that really helps your mental health it's it's a really motivating thing in its own like i can get quite anxious and quite down sometimes and um just getting fresh air or moving my body really does make me feel better. And it's, it's definitely not like medication or the only solution, but it's one of the, one of my tools for um, like staying sane. No, <laughs> so that's why I do it. Definitely. Endorphins are one of the most powerful things for people. And um, a lot of people who listen to my podcast know that I'm like a mental health advocate because I suffer from uh, chemical depression. So basically, if I don't, if I'm not active, I go mad. I'm just like, ah, ah, I need to get out. I need to do something. And it's just, I think people just undervalue the, the like input that endorphins can actually make to your mood. You know, and like you're saying, they're not, they're not everything that you should base your, your, your mental wellness on. But guys, yes. it helps. It helps so Very much. <laughs> Staying active. My goodness. But okay, so for everyone who has found themselves in a bit of a health slump thanks to COVID or just because they don't feel like training or whatever, do you have any tips for people to refine their motivation? Yes. So I think the first thing to realize is that motivation does not exist every day. And that even though you hope to, dear God, that you'll find it, it's not going to be there for you when you always need it. So. The, the thing is, you need to set yourself like a routine or find discipline. These are two things that 
will ground you and um, you don't have to go, oh, I hope it happens today. No, you have your routine. You do your routine, you stick to your program. That's what's going to get you through it. So I think find and try and establish some kind of routine. Another big um, way to kind of stay accountable is to have a partner or a club or something that you can connect with, even if it's just via WhatsApp or you do like your workouts together. But the thing is you plan together to commit to something and you kind of support each other through the training or you train together and it can be virtual. I know it's hard to do things together in real life sometimes, but um, there are ways to like make fitness dates and fitness commitments to support each other. So I think having some kind of accountability partner or club or group that will inspire you is, is really cool. So I'm signing up again for like my athletics club, even though I'm not sure what access we'll be able to have to things, but it means that I'm on this WhatsApp group. I know that there are going to be people surrounding me that, you know, virtually or socially that are on the same length uh, wavelength. They just want to get fitter. They have running programs or swimming programs, whatever it is, but it's inspiring. And then I think the other thing you can do is perhaps decide for yourself what your goal might be. And I always try and advise steering away from a weight loss goal because weight is such a fickle thing and like weight loss changes and weight gain happens. Um, so rather think of it as like, I want to try five new exercises this month and that's what you do. Or it's like, I want to be able to do 10 push-ups by April and that's what you do. You know, so it's like focusing on something that will keep you motivated, but it, but if weight loss is kind of what you want, it's almost like the bonus thing that happens, but it's not the focus. The focus is enjoying and finding fitness that you have a passion for and that you can keep doing and enjoy. Yeah, I think that's so important, right? Because, I mean, a lot of us get lost in the the kind of concept of gym, for example. And not everyone loves gym. Some people thrive in, like, you know, paddle boarding, you know, if you live by a beach. Or by running, or by cycling, or by playing soccer in a team. And we get so fixated on, if I want to lose weight, if I want to look this way, I need to go to gym, I need to go to gym. And then you end up hating it, and you just, why? <laughs> Why put yourself through that, guys? I don't get exactly. it. Exactly. I Find think try as many else. new things as you can. And luckily, because of the internet and because of what we have, we have access to so many different kinds of workouts online. So I think try lots of things because there'll be something that you like eventually. You know, everything kind of feels hard and tough in the beginning when you unfit i mean it happens to me every time i restart my running journey you know because running is like one of those exercises where it'll show you immediately how fit or unfit you are <laughs> and um it, it's also i think a lot of people think oh i must run running is something that's easy running is, yeah. has a really hard entry point it feels terrible when you're overweight and it feels hard when you unfit and you can get injuries quite easily so I would say like while running is a great exercise, it is hard on the body and it's very important that you have the right shoes. <laughs> it's not like as easy as you think as an exercise, but walking is great. Start walking, add some jogging when you feel comfortable, but just moving your body every day in some way or form will definitely help. Mood, fitness, health, everything. Yes, exactly. So, Em, I've kept you for long enough now and I'm very sad to let you go, but before I do, <laughs> Please tell people where they can find you. What are your where they can find you online? Where we can buy your amazing book? Tell me all the social handles. Um, so I think 
probably the best place is just by Instagram. Anyone is welcome to send me a message. Um, I'm at Amy underscore Hoppy on all platforms. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, please connect with me. I'm very happy to talk about any of the topics we spoke about today and love connecting with people. So please don't be shy. Please send me a message if you want to chat or you have any questions or you just want to connect. Awesome. And where can we buy your book? Oh, yes. So the book is available countrywide. Um, Woolworths is probably the easiest one. Checkers, Spa, Clicks, and sort of other smaller retailers. Um, I am also sending books via courier. So like if you want a signed copy delivered to your door, you can just email me, which is amyhopkinsmedia at gmail.com and I can talk you up. Awesome. <laughs> well, thank you so much. And guys, if you want to get a hold with me, with me, I don't know, if you want to get a hold in touch with me, there's the words I'm trying to find. You can do so on Instagram, which is six underscore minute underscore abs. You can find me on Twitter, which is six minute abs. You can send me a Gmail if you feel like talking to me, which is six minute abs at gmail.com. Or you can check out the blog, which is six minute abs.com. But yeah, Amy, thank you so, so much for today. I've really loved it. Thank you for having me. It went so quickly. I know. <laughs> I'm like, I can't believe it. But yes, guys, um, so... I have to ask you, can I ask you before you go? Yes. Are you a musician? You have so many instruments behind you. <laughs> yes, guilty. You're a <laughs> Thank you very much. Yes, there's actually tissue in my one guitar. I'll put that on Instagram so everyone can see. Because if I don't put it in there, then I reverberate through the guitar and it's just a oh, horrible that's cycle. Oh, hilarious. Oh, my word. Yeah, so. I, I I'm not musical in any way, but I appreciate and love music so much. And oh, I have brilliant. a I have a bass I have a bass guitar that I'm trying to learn, but I can't play anything. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. I'm terrible. <laughs> but bass is a good way to stop I, I love music, so I'm always like intrigued by people who play music. All right. Yeah, I know. I've 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 got the notches in my belt. Royal school and <laughs> self-taught but yes guys i will catch you next week and bye